Man's imagination has run wild with the idea of magical flying lizards for almost a thousand years. Dragons are a part of the mythos of cultures all over the world, but I bet they never thought that true flying lizards would be quite this small. The Draco lizard isn't bound by petty morality or gravity, so this scaly critter takes what it wants, and what it wants to take is flight. Find out how this lizard is able to fall with style here in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube or Spotify. And thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter at LD Taxonomy or visit us at our home on the web at LDTaxonomy.com. And a very special thank you to our patrons, uh, Tristan Taylor, Jesse Raspolich, Carol Raspolich, and Paul Chomo. Thank you so much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Thanks for helping us keep the lights on. And today we're talking about a little lizard that does a lot more than leap, but more on that later. A leaping lizard. A little leaping lizard who wanted to bounce and play. That sounds familiar. It's Zabumafu, and it's not a lizard, it's a lemur. Okay. <laughs> it's like, I'm trying, I'm like flipping through my Rolodex of cartoon lizards, and uh, none of them fit the bill. But had I been flipping through my Rolodex of cartoon lemurs... Ah, I would have found it instantly. And he's I'm not pretty even sure he's not. He's, yeah, not. he's a puppet or claymation, I think. Uh, he's he's some when when he's jumping around, they switch to the and it's not even technically a lemur. It's some other word. They have him at the Jacksonville Zoo. Um, no, there's a lemur when when he's jumping around. It's a lemur. Yeah, no, when, I mean the the animal is is not called a lemur. But it, it is in the classification. It's, yeah, it's 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 in the same group as lemurs. But what are we talking about? We're talking about lemurs. <laughs> We're talking about the Draco lizard. Draco Malfoy. Draco. The, the f- funnest bully wizard ever. Wizard mm-hmm. lizard. Um, also known... It's also... So this... this uh, the specific species... That I put in um, is the Sulawesi lined gliding lizard, but mm-hmm. uh, it th- we're talking about Draco lizards in general, so it's the entire genus. Um, so they're called Draco lizards. They're called flying dragons. They're called gliding lizards. Um, we're gonna call it here Lizzie McFlyer. <laughs> nice. And the dark flight. The dark flight rises. Mm-hmm. Dark flight. Okay. The, I like the dark flight better. Uh, because of would you like to uh, would you like to hear what you, what science has to call it? Yeah, it's in the kingdom you know, love, and are in the kingdom Animalia. Mm-hmm. It's in the phylum Chordata. Mm-hmm. It's in the class Reptilia. By the strokes, yeah, it's in the order Squamata. We've we've done this before several times. We did it like in the first ten episodes, I think. Yeah, and each time we say what's Squamata with you. Yeah, uh, it's in the suborder Iguania, which means it is 
an iguania. That's true. Not exactly. Not exactly an iguana. But it is an iguania. But it's an igua- iguanas, chameleons, agamids, new world lizards, anoles. Um, it's in the family, guess what? Agamidae. So it's one of the agamids. Yeah. We've done an agama before. Have we? Is it the gecko? Yeah. Forget. But it's in the genus Draco, which yep. is little little mean wizards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the species is Spilonatus. Spilonatus. Draco Spilonatus. That is correct and is relevant because it's time for my favorite part of the show, nitty gritty nomenclature. Uh, it's because that's why it's important to have the the binomial nomenclature there. So since we already know that a lizard, a group of lizards is called a lounge, mm-hmm. let's talk about what the nomenclature means. Is it just Latin gibberish or does it actually mean something? And of course it means something. Um, and this time I was able to find it. So, Joe, what does Draco Spilinotus mean? Is it A, keen-eyed dragon? Is it B, dotted back dragon? Is it C, water drake? Or is it D, flying lizard? I'm going to go with a dotted back dragon. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. Ding, ding, ding. You're correct. I did a bad job. I saw a picture of it. I saw that it has a dotted back. Oh. Oh. I thought I just did a bad job choosing the other ones. <laughs> I mean, it could have had a dotted back and still not have been called dotted back. I should that's have come up with more obscure things. Because like, if you're coming up with something dotted back, that's... Weird I don't but... think I would have ever thought Draco meant lizard. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe like, like it's that Draco is means dragon, but comes from the root of lizard or something like that because people just described it as a flying lizard, come dragon. I don't know related stuff, but yeah, it doesn't mean lizard. Um, but yes, dotted back dragon. I'm so surprised that. The person responsible for naming and classifying this lizard looked at it and said, I think that the most distinguishing characteristic about this is the fact that it has dots on its back. Well, the most distinguishing characteristic about it might have been true for all Dracos. That is true. Actually, it is true for all, for most Dracos. Several of them. Um, but, but still, what yeah. the heck? We're, we're describing it, but what the heck does it look like? Should we talk about that? I think so. Dracos have a thin, dark colored body, uh, similar to the common anole, if you're a new world lizard kind of person. I am. Um, and if you're, especially if you are in the Caribbean or. I'm not. Southern United States. I am. And you're, <laughs> you see a ton of lizards every day. Although I see I a do. lot more of uh, the curly tails now. The ones from Texas that have eaten all the regular lizards. But every once in a while I'll see them because they crawl into my porch area because they're safe from the curly tails <laughs> that here. Those curly uh, tails get to be like 
five inches long. They're enormous. They're bullies. Draco heads are kind of wide, almost like a diamond shape, but definitely, if not like a diamond, then sort of like an almond. I would accept that. Uh, almond shaped. But their tails are the same length as their bodies or longer, quite long tails. That seems to be a thing for tree-dwelling things. Long tails can sometimes be helpful. Yeah, unless you're a sloth. Right, and then in which case you just ditch it because you've got too much time on your hands. Yeah, who needs tails when you have time? To be time? dealing with... Yeah. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> basically, like how much tail you have is... Okay, I'm not going to go with that. Just write that out. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Draco Dulaps, and do you know what a Dulap is? Uh, it's the person that helps you birth your child. That's a doula. Oh. Dula- Dulap is the place that Lord Farquaad lives. Yeah, I was going to say that Dulap is the perfect place. Oh, wait, that's Dulac. Um, a Dulap oh. Oh. is the skin that is can be flared out of a... Uh, of like a lizard's throat, if you've ever seen that. I've seen that because anoles do that. But uh, I saw it was called the the gular, where they you know the place where Russian uh, oh, political yeah. prisoners are thrown. Um, but it's like I, that's usually used to describe birds, but it can be used to describe lizards and that 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 throatal flap. I've heard dewlap before, though. Um, but they're bright yellow. In this case, the ones I've seen on anoles are bright red. But the coloration will will I will talk about later. If you don't talk about it, I'll talk about it. I will I remember. not talk about it. So go for it. So, but we'll talk about it later because oh, okay, it has to do with other stuff. Different members of the genus have varied color patterns that help them with camouflage. Uh, they especially like to sit in bra- uh, trees and stuff. So. A lot of their coloration and modeling will uh, modeling will look like that, look like a like the bark of a tree. But we talked about lizard size a little bit when we were talking about the curly tail boys. So let's talk about the size of the Draco. The cur- the curly tail boys is definitely the name of some sort of like uh, sock hop London band? Street gang. Oh yeah, that too. Like there's the Peaky Blinders versus the Curly Tail Boys, yeah, and the Bowler. They have hat like gang. these like little uh, curly uh, rat tails in their hair. They're all like Jedi Padawans. <laughs> yeah, they're they're all just thirteen uh, year olds in two thousand four. Yeah. So, welcome to the beloved Measure Up segment, the official listeners' favorite part of the show, the part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms to a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send an audio of yourself saying, saying, or chittering the words of measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. But we don't have, we, I don't know if we have a new measure up intro this week. Hold on. We've, we've got something coming in hot. Something on the wires. Breaking uh, news co- in a coming podcast. From, coming from Nora, longtime listener. Uh, supporter puts the team on her back. Contributor, uh, animal lover. She says, "Guys, guys, I was able to visit the Ottawa Experimental Farm this weekend. That sounds <laughs> this is like a Canadian like sci-fi uh, like dystopian camp. 
I've seen an experimental farm called Jurassic Park. It didn't end well. Um, <laughs> and I was reminded of the, the existence of spider goats. Uh, the experimental oh. farm mostly drops crop experiments, but also contains the agricultural museum and a livestock farm, which is a big hit with kids. It's a big hit with me, too. Uh, the they're, livestock they're, farm in Ottawa? No, uh, livestock animals, seeing petting zoos and stuff. Okay, okay. <clears throat> I had to stop. There was a petting zoo. We went to uh, a walkathon, and they, were, they had a petting zoo for the kids. And uh, um, and you just shoved those kids aside to pet the, no, the, jo- the fun goats? I had to stop my wife from getting in because she wanted to pet the pig very badly. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so they're goats who were genetically engineered to have spider silk proteins in their milk, which can <laughs> which can be extracted in large quantities to make sutures and bulletproof vests. They look like extremely normal goats, and I love them. I've I have silk heard of this milk. Anyway, <laughs> you, I wanted to make sure like, you oh, knew about it. You thought you had your armor-piercing AK-47 rounds. You didn't think for a second that I would have spider goat vests. <laughs> uh, it's not new, she says. It's not new-new. It's been a few years, but it always blows me away. Yeah, I've heard of this, but I'm glad that we have a listener that has laid eyes upon these goats. <laughs> Yeah, it does kind of seem like that whole Jurassic Park thing where it's like, hey, we had a problem with some of the DNA, so we just tossed a couple frogs in the in the in the in the the crock pot that we were brewing, and it turned out to fix it. So you could just be like, oh, we got goats, we got spiders, let's just mash them together, and then maybe we'll get a spider goat. I I wonder if it happens the other way if we get a goat spider. A goat <laughs> a spider? You want to drink some spider milk? <laughs> <laughs> no there's all kinds of milks the next one has to be spider milk that doesn't seem like milk something. that comes from a spider or it's you put a ton of spiders in a bag and run some water through it and it's the worst um but yeah. anyway there is a she has sent in an audio recording she has no mention of it in the email so it could be a measure up it could be anything it could be a, a spider goat so I hope it is. I've never heard this. Literally, I've never. Heard I hope this, it's a. So. I hope it's a spider goat that's saying "measure up." And so whatever Nora has in store, will introduce the measure up segment. Let's hope it's not obscene. <laughs> if it's not, if it's obscene, it won't. I introduce. I have. This isn't live. I have power. <laughs> but I, I trust. I trust. Based on her track record, trust Nora. I trust that it's good. Okay. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. It she came through. Yeah, it was good. She came through. That was some that was some Muse goodness there. Have you ever heard the song Madness by Muse? No. That's exactly how that song starts. Yeah, it's kind of Skrillexy. She did her own kind of like dubstep. Uh, the ba- the bass drop there at the end, it was good. Yeah, it was, it was. It was like if Muse and Skrillex did did a did a uh, collaboration. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like spiders and goats did a collaboration. 
<laughs> and we can just make a, a nice bulletproof vest out of the mama 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 milk. <laughs> Thank you, Nora, that came in clutch at the eleventh hour. Thank you. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. I, I, I was going to dig through the archives again, but we didn't have to because Nora puts the team on her back. <laughs> yes. All right. If you want to help Nora out, send in audio of yourself saying, saying you're chittering or, or bleeding with a T. Um, <laughs> uh, your measure of intrude into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. Yep. Let's talk length. They're 20 centimeters or 7.9 inches. So how many Draco lizards go into the diameter of the larger of the two craters left by the mysterious rocket chunk that hit the moon in March 2022? Rocket chunk. Yeah, like one of the stages of a rocket. Oh, I see what you're saying. We did not plan for the stage to smack into the moon, and we're sorry to all of the moon men. Well, here's the thing. Here's a hint. In March, a stage of a rocket crash-landed into the lunar surface. We don't know what rocket it is or why it managed to make two craters instead of just one. If it was a particular type of Chinese rocket that was launched in 2014 with a weighted front to simulate a lunar lander, it could explain the double crater where the 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 rocket engine hits one hits hits the ground and then tumbles into the weighted front. Uh, but Chinese officials deny that the rocket piece was theirs, um, which begs the question. Why do we ask Chinese officials anything? <laughs> like, hey, uh, ask them, do they live in China? And they would lie. They'd be like, we're not allowed <laughs> no. to disclose that information. <laughs> no, they would. They would confidently say, no, we absolutely don't. We don't live in China. Um, yeah, China's um, not a country. I, Stop asking questions is what they would I'm say. I'm sure China, the Chinese Department of Space or whatever does not want to admit that they accidentally flung a piece of rocket at the moon <laughs> no it's 100 percent elon musk that has cloned himself and sent the clone to the moon there's a clone of elon musk working for the chinese for chinese space association well we don't know that it's chinese do we well they they the researchers kind of like put the timeline in the in the in the trajectory to a, Ch a Chinese rocket launch. That's just exactly what Elon Musk wants you to think. And they also examined like the lens, like the the glare from a chunk of the the chunk that was sailing through, and they were like, "Oh, it matches the glare that might be coming off of this particular type of Chinese rocket." I don't. I don't. I don't, I, I don't you, buy you it. Know Easy how, patsy. You know how like that kind of stuff works. Elon Musk. Like, Elon Musk has created a clone of himself that can breathe in the vacuum of space, and he's out oh, there. Oh, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't a rocket it. piece at all. It was just Elon Musk <laughs> blasting through space. <laughs> <laughs> it 
Yeah, like Omni-Man. He doesn't even, he doesn't need a vessel. He is the vessel. <laughs> he is the vessel. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, much better. Um, so yeah, we just hope, the- we, we just hope that, um, that Omni-Musk's uh, intentions are good up there. I mean, we they wouldn't really do that. They wouldn't just go on the uh, the internet and lie. China doesn't do that. No, it's it's definitely Musk. Yeah, Omni Musk is looking down on us benevolently, bene- benevolently, banana, benevolently, <laughs> absolutely, benevolently. All right, I'm going to say this is a 1,000 foot crater. It's probably more, but I don't know how big craters uh, get when you throw rockets at them. Also, there's no atmosphere, so. That might have something to do with how big the crater gets. Who knows? 1,000 feet. So the answer is... Uh, f- oh, wow. 1,500. Lizards. This is, There's no... Final answer. Wow, that's got to be way off. But whatever. I'm going with it. 1,500 lizards. Well, you didn't get a nursing school victory. Yeah. <sighs> That's a the answer was ninety one lizards. Wow, this is a tiny crater. This must have the been like was the rear view meter yards. of this mirror of this this rocket. Twenty yards or eighteen point two meters. That was like the fuel gauge. Or it wasn't traveling that fast. I don't really know. I'm not a trajectorist. The moon is usually is traveling pretty fast. Or or a physicist, I guess you would call that. Um, would you like to talk about weight? Uh, sure, as long as it's not mine. They're 0.73 ounces or 20 grams because an ounce is too big. How many Draco lizards go into the weight of the Ark of the Covenant? Let that sit. Let that breathe. Here's a hint. <laughs> <laughs> the weight of the Ark isn't recorded in the Bible, but its dimensions and material makeup are recorded in Exodus 25. Quite specifically, some suggest the Ark was thousands of pounds, requiring supernatural strength for four men to carry. But the Bible says it is made of acacia wood that is merely covered in pure gold inside and out, not solid gold all the way through. So based on the fact that Egyptians were able to purify gold to around 24 carats, I think, 23 to 24 carats at that time, uh, an approximate weight can be calculated, and the Ark was likely a manageable weight for normal men. Well, that's good, because this really allows me to lean on my in-depth understanding of ancient Egyptian metallurgy. Mm-hmm. So I'll be able well, to calculate that's, this that's, perfectly. It's close to what we can do today in terms of 24 karat gold. That's because they were aliens. Yeah. Help. Ancient aliens. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, if it was pure gold, um, what is it? Uzza? What was he thinking when it was, the Ark was falling? You weren't gonna, you weren't gonna save that thing. Yeah. Um, it was just gonna kill you. you. Maybe that's what happened. It fell, like, God struck him dead and... Um, with the yes, weight of the ark, but the, he, he used no, normal means, which is the weight of the ark falling on him. Four men with, or four four French peas, with poles stuck through the th- things. I don't know if this weight is calculated with tablets inside. Oh well, then throw the whole thing out the window. The extra, 
Like, Stone tablets might be pretty big, pretty heavy. Yeah, maybe like 20 pounds, 30 pounds. Depending on the size of them. I don't I don't think that I also don't think that like the Charlton Heston stone tablets are like are any in any way um I th- I think that they were much more like small tablets. These massive tombstones <laughs> that Moses crawled all the way down Mount Sinai with. Yeah. Um, I think they were probably more like, um, like, it, it, does it does it say that there were two? Well, they had to fit in a two two and a half cubit by a cubit and a half wide area. I think that there were. I mean, if it doesn't say that there were two, there must have been like a bunch of them because there was a lot, a lot of write down. I don't think it. It didn't just have the Ten Commandments. I don't think three, 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 and three fourths. And two and one fourths feet. The stone tablets? No, no. The the oh. that's the long and length and width of the uh, the arc. Um, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say four uh, hundred pounds. That that would not be so bad for four s- strong Levites to pick up. It would be quite a hefty thing to carry over long distances but totally possible yeah it, that's why you have a lot of levites and would also explain why david and his men put it on a disobeyed and put it on a uh, an cart oxen guard time mm-hmm. eight thousand eighty seven hundred is my answer eighty seven hundred lizards lizards yes final answer eight thousand seven hundred lizards final answer the correct answer is four thousand and ten lizards. Ah, so it's half, half of the weight. Yeah, it puts the estimates put the ark at eight, uh, one hundred and eighty-three pounds or eighty-three kilograms. How'd that work out like that? Interesting. They really just needed to enslave Goliath and have him carry the thing on his shoulders the whole way. They had specific instructions <laughs> for carrying, and it did not no involve Goliaths. enslaving a giant, the giant Philistine. I don't know. Even for a ten foot tall man, or nine foot tall, it would be unwieldy. No, it wouldn't be fun. But that's the whole point. <laughs> would you put it on his backpack? Uh, okay, that's all I got for that. But now we know how heavy the ark might have been. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like if the um, if the uh, mercy seat was like extra thick with gold, the, the weight would be way heavier. Draco lizards are found all over Indonesia, India, Thailand, Vietnam, and Cambodia. Sort of in that region where there's a ton of islands and a lot of fun animals. Including the like the millipede that spits acid. Check that mm-hmm. out. It's one of our episodes. Uh, the Sulawesi Draco is found, guess where? I'm going to go with Sulawesi. That's correct. Yes! That's exactly correct. That's an A+. Uh, they primarily live in trees and prefer densely for forested areas, especially rainforests, which they are, which they they have. Isn't that great? Um, mm-hmm. Draco's are, isn't it great that the place you live has the stuff you prefer? That's awesome. Yeah, I could say that about like my house. <laughs> Mine too. Yeah, it's got it's like got people like, I prefer. It's got, it's got food snacks. I prefer. Yeah, <laughs> we got some like chips made of. Uh, sweet potatoes, they're great. Oh, that sounds good. Um, 
Dracos are insectivores, and they particularly like partic- particularly like ants and termites. They like them spi- spicy food. Mm-hmm. I don't. And these little drakes are highly territorial. Each male has a home range that includes a few nearby trees. Males guard the trees from treeless males who are forced to search for unoccupied areas. And they did a um, a little experiment where they would just go to a tree that had a Draco on it, flick that, flick it off, get rid of it. Flick it off? That's that's the rudest thing <laughs> you can do to a lizard. I'm sure they just put it in a, like a jar or something. Uh, well, I'm just, I don't know, you don't need to insult it. No. Uh, but then, like, immediately, another lizard took its territory. Wouldn't that be the worst? You get, like, yeeted into a jar, and then somebody steals your house? Well, first they flick you off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or they or they give you the bird, which means that they just take a bird and they throw it at you. <laughs> so either Only this time you sang that. Did I realize that? <laughs> it also means something else. <laughs> the joke I was going for. I, I had a feeling you didn't. You weren't. You, you hadn't caught on. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so, this females are uh, able to go wherever they want. Um, That's nice. But they also prefer to stay in trees. But they will lay eggs on the ground because you can't bury eggs in the bark of a tree when you're a lizard. It's just very difficult. You need to call a contractor who's also a woodpecker. It's a nightmare. So they dig a hole in the soft soil with their heads. It's a good thing their heads are shaped like spades. So, or diamonds, wi- or or, or hearts, or clubs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not really clubs, which are clovers. So she will lay up to five eggs. And then guard the nest for a full day, 24 hours, before she gets tuckered out and leaves the eggs forever. Good good effort. What a hero. They'll never know what she sacrificed. 24 hours of parenthood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll never know. She gave up. A day. Her, a, a day. She, gave up a, she gave up a solid afternoon of being on a tree. Okay. So remind me. Uh, that's all I got, but remind me to talk about colors at the end of this. Okay, the major facts are I'm just calling Dragon Tales because it's almost time for Dragon Tales. Um, it should come as a surprise to no one that the major fact for this scaly boy is the fact that it can fly. Well, not can't technically fly, but it can fall with like serious style. <laughs> uh, there are actually no existing reptiles that can fly, um, but some of them can do some gliding they can do some breath of the wild jumping off a a tall place and going to a less tall place without dying um the draco lizard has some extra linens stored in its armpits for just this situation for some quick getaways uh when it's threatened or when it's just trying to go somewhere quickly um draco malfoy can leap from whatever astronomy tower he's brooding on and take to the skies as he glides over the forest floor um so, I imagine this was pretty surprising for the people that discovered it. It's like, oh, look, a lizard. Ah! <laughs> it came at me. You saw it. Um, so, what? So, how does it do this? Um, 
a feather and a happy thought a, a wing and a prayer <laughs> um so what what the lizard will do is you'll jump head first uh, in the direction that he wants to go and then you'll arch his back i'm saying he but all draco lizards can do this um and also draco malfoy uh he's he, he'll arch his back and arching his back actually takes these elongated um ribs so it's like wolverine just like except they don't extend out they just are they're already out and it it forces them to flatten out and spread out and there is a, a membrane that connects the rib segments and it's called the patagial sail or the patagium is the name of this membrane and it extends out towards its front legs and then as it's flying as it's falling it will reach back and grab it grab the edges of the of the sail and most definitely do a robert pattinson batman thing <laughs> just just like it's 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 flying through the streets of gotham in the in the bat suit that's why he's the, the dark flight um ah. i don't know if you've ever seen chitty chitty bang bang but the way that the wings uh, unfold there just flip it around so that they unfold from the back to the front and that's exactly what you have with the uh the uh um the draco lizard um and so during this glide, the Draco can read, reach speeds of up to 17 miles per hour, which doesn't sound like a lot, but um, it it's is... It's like Roadrunner it, fast. It, it is. It's, it's very fast. The, um, the If you've ever been on one of those um, wakeboarding, water skiing parks with the, the, cable, the cable routes... Uh, those, which I'm sure is something everyone has experienced yeah everyone has done that um, it's not just maybe something by us i i'm sure it's in other places <laughs> i know there's i know there's one in west palm i know there's one oh. in deerfield and i know there's one uh down in weston markham park so they've got to be other places it's a it's a fun thing to do um anyway those things go about 18 miles an hour that was the only that when I when I saw seventy miles an hour, I was like, "That's how fast is that?" And then I was like, "Oh, that's how fast that goes." Otherwise, I don't really have a good like meter for how fast that is because you don't really go that fast in a, a car. car in a school zone. Yeah, that that seems like insanely slow though. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're in a car, that's just snail speed. If you are not in a car, that is blisteringly fast. Um. Or just, it's probably like a decent clip on a bike. Like yeah. You're not exerting yourself too much, but it's not like you're not just cruising. Mm -hmm. um, and this this glide going that fast can, can uh, last for about 160 feet or up to 160 feet. Um, that obviously depends on how high up they are because they're not flying. So they are losing elevation with every second of being in the air um so i guess if they just jumped off of a mountain or something like that they could probably beat this this paltry 160 foot record in no time i'm um, sure they could um and, I'm, and they probably yeah, do they we just generate, haven't seen it yet 
they could probably generate lift with the wind with the right winds. Yeah, I mean they're not very heavy. They are just uh, twenty grams. Like um, when you throw a uh, frisbee into the wind, and it kind of lifts. Yeah, or you're playing as Batman in the uh, Arkham games, and you try to generate some lift by swooping down and then like pulling pulling up at the last second. You kind of gain a little bit of at- altitude. And so what they'll actually do when they reach the uh, their destination, which is usually another tree, is they will just they'll uh, pitch back. Uh, so they'll decrease their speed. They'll bring out their legs and they'll land leg feet first uh, on the next tree, uh, which is good. Slowing down is good because it turns out that hitting things at the lizard equivalent of Mach 1 is uh, really bad for your long-term health, your long-term lizard health, um, <laughs> your reptilian brain. So... Um, the way that this translates is that uh, larger species of Draco lizards don't have proportionally large patagiums, patagia. Um, so while they're still larger than the other, than the smaller um, species, they are not, they, they don't take up, they, they're not as proportionally larger, like I said. Um, so they can't actually generate as much lift as the smaller ones, and they don't have as much um they have a, a higher wing loading, which is the ratio between a thing's body and its and its and the area size of its wings. So, like a butterfly has really low wing loading because it has enormous wings and a very tiny bug body. Um, and then, like an ostrich has the highest wing loading because <laughs> massive body and tiny wings, um, and so obviously makes flight more difficult the higher your wing loading is. Um, but that doesn't stop these guys from taking to the skies. And that's that's all I got for the, uh, the Draco Lizard. So the color of the the um, Patagiums and the Dewlaps, uh, this one is yellow. But the color of, of different Dracos, uh, Patagiums, cor- usually corresponds to the foliage, the color of falling leaves that are in their territory so when they glide they look like just a falling leaf kind of like fluttering down so they think that's to protect them from birds that might want to like snatch them out of the air so they're fluttering with style yeah although it's just gliding they don't it doesn't look kind of like a leaf falling down but like a leaf on the wind yeah like a leaf on the wind. They don't look like wash. No, but they look like leaves, color-wise. It really helps in the animal kingdom to look like a leaf when you, if you don't want to be spotted. Yeah. Although these guys are spotted, it, and they look like it, leaves. It, but their brown spots on the back also make them look kind of like a decaying leaf, like a dying leaf. So if you don't want to be spotted, get spotted. You got to be spotted. got to be spotted. Uh, that's all I got. All right, that was the Draco Lizard flying, not, no, gliding lizards. Uh, for you out there in podcasts, yeah, make good use of your skin flaps. Unfold your ribs and take to the skies like the Draco Lizard here in life, death, and taxonomy.
Hey Taxonomy Titans, I just want to remind you that we now have a Patreon. Patrons can see full video episodes and get shoutouts on the show. But ultimately, it's a way for you to help us cover some costs and get even better. Still, reviews are the best way to help us grow. So if you haven't left one yet, we'd really love to hear from you. As always, thanks for listening and engaging. Life, Death, and Taxonomy is my favorite in the world podcast. <laughs> That's not very actionable advice. It, I'm, just, I'm not going for actionable. <laughs> it's absurdist at this point. You're Sam Ramy now. Uh, does he rely on absurdism? Because I love mm. absurdist humor. Do you? Yeah, 